0: Cracker open. <laughs> All right. Welcome back to episode five of the Future Self podcast. In today's episode, I am going to be talking with Luke. So, welcome. Hello, guys. Luke's someone I work with. We initially didn't communicate too much at the start, we were just new to each other. We were just working alongside each other. But there was one time then we started training together and we just took the step to open up a conversation, which at the gym is fucking so daunting. Like chatting to someone new at the gym can be relatively daunting no matter how experienced you are. But I'm grateful that I did because I personally discovered someone who aligns quite a lot with my thoughts and um, my pasts and experiences. And when we got to talking, I was like, fuck, man, this... Guy's really smart with gym-based, with physio and rehab-based, because he's an exercise physiologist, but just a smart fucker in the sense of self-discovery. He was quite open to chat about things as well, um, and it's something I really jogged with. So yeah, fucking oath. Welcome.
1: Thanks, man. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Yeah, of course. I'm keen to get into it and have a good chat. And yeah, I think, um, like we said, when we've had initial conversations, like... I just hope if one person can take something along from anything we're saying or what you're doing with your podcast, I think it's like beneficial, but we just chuck a microphone in front of us and um, we can kind of see where it goes. So I'm excited, man. Thanks for having me on.
0: Yeah, Yeah, sick. It's really interesting with that because this podcast, episode five, came about from us just chatting at the gym Mm -hmm. and then kind of just communicating different ideas, different experiences and chatting about different topics. And I was like, yo, like... I wish we had a fucking microphone <laughs> recording this now because some yeah. like personal private conversations can really help people because mm-hmm. it's really hard to get vulnerable. It yep. can be really hard to share things. So that's why it's easier in a one-to-one setting. Yep. But I was like, yo, like I really like this combo. Let's do one. And you were so eager and yep. you were so keen to do it. So that's how this one came about. Now, what I want to do with today's episode is just have a conversation and chat a little bit about the pathways of happiness, different types of happiness, and just how happiness within yourself and external factors and also within your life, how that changes with the course of time. Mm -hmm. We had a conversation to give context because I don't want to talk about something as in, oh, we talked about this. I want to explain what we did talk about. And we've had the conversation about how your happiness was different a few years ago mm-hmm. and now it's changing a little bit and you're on a little bit of a different pathway exploring it. What's the kind of work you're doing at the moment? What's the kind of focus you have at the moment to optimize your happiness? Like what what, what is it that you're doing at the moment that we have talked about that's different from what you have done?
1: Yeah, so I think that's what kind of got, got us started where I was kind of like, I was just explaining, you know, what I've been through, why maybe we have different uh, views of like, I think it was around the basis of maybe work. I think that was our general conversation. And we're just talking about, you know, how many hours you work and all the money that comes with all those different things, right? And we got into a conversation of how maybe I was previously and how I viewed work previously and how I viewed how much time I put into different areas. And I think that was kind of where the conversation ended up going, which which was good because I think we have we had very similar views, some different views, which was like really nice to bounce ideas off each other. And I think probably the biggest thing was I probably usually wouldn't share that stuff with most people anyway, like probably myself. I guess it's probably easier to give a timeline of each part. Like if we're going into that question of like, yeah, what do I focus on now? What maybe previously did I do? It's definitely evolved over... Like most people, who we'll evolve over time, and yeah, I guess like yeah, like I was saying before, me being vulnerable and just explaining my story and just saying, hey, this is this was once my view, but this is what I'm kind of thinking now. Was it even just like a big thing for me? And even now I'm happy to jump on podcasts like this and just talk about it because I just know that I've listened to people talk about it and how that helped me. So it'd be like. Well, why wouldn't I give that to someone else? And if it helped one person, I, I want to do that. So, yeah, it's like it's it's been a, it's been a journey, and like, and it's not to say where I am now is like, yep, I've got all the answers, I've I've got it set. Like, here's your your top ten lists of uh, ways to be happy <laughs> yeah, yeah. because it doesn't exist. And I think that that's probably the first part to probably understanding your question is like, everyone's on this journey in life, and probably the biggest one for me was going from more of a external focusing on, you know, my, my job, how much money I had, um, how I appeared to other people in terms of like my status within a job. So it's like, look at me, I'm smart, almost like an external approval. And I think that's where our conversation kind of went is like that was my sole kind of drive a lot of the time. And then over time through finding out different things about myself and doing some more work on different parts of myself, I've now shifted into a more um, realizing that probably happiness is within and more of that internal journey. And I think that's where I'm probably at now. Um, but yeah, like ex- explaining how I, like, uh, again, I'm probably explaining it from a personal point of view. Yeah, that's perfect. Um, and not saying, probably when I'm saying these things, it's like, this is kind of how I've got to where I am. Um, Again, there's no destination to get to, of course, but how I've kind of, my thoughts, my beliefs have changed, how I'm feeling has changed, all these different things based off, you know, I'll say key moments in my life where I'm like, oh, why do I do that? Why do I do these things? Like what's, what's the underlying drive? Like is me having more money, is that going to make me happy, truly? And then like just really just breaking that down and be like, hmm, just sat there with it. And that was probably probably on that point. Is like that was probably the first part where I just sat with a lot of things. And the second thing would be just to slow down and then I could start recognizing. That's probably where like the journey really started. But I guess it's kind of like, hard to, I'm I'm happy to go through it if if that's something you want to explore, but like how I kind of got to that point to now how I view things like happiness, I think the context would probably be important
0: if that makes sense. That's fair. It's a conversation that could probably go on for fucking ages because I can ask a question and it's like, well, shit, man, it's not as easy as I'm just there. Like I know it's so complex and it's complex from experience Mm -hmm. and then how you were, you know, growing up to then a few years ago to how you are now. Like that, of course, would shape all of that. Yeah. The biggest thing without going at the moment into the context of what you've done to get to there, it's the why. Why did you, why and how? Why and how did you become conscious of it? Like, how do you go from for a few years doing these external driven things such as money, long work hours, you know, those types of things. Mm -hmm. Not to say that that was the only drives at all. I don't want to pin it as that. But those being um, more relevant topics, how do you go from that not being something conscious to you to then one day just going, wait, what the fuck? And thinking about it more and then going, wait, why do I do that? How did that questioning come about?
1: Yes, it's it's interesting because... To be honest, I just feel like life just presents you with these opportunities to learn. And again, I've had different moments where I'm like, hmm, why do I do that? Like, that's that's how I learn. It's like life is just presenting you with different situations, different circumstances. And that's the opportunity to learn from them. So, some some key big ones for me would have been like, hmm, I'm a pretty relatively young, fit guy. Why is my blood pressure at 170? For context, it should be around 120 over 80. But why is it that high? Or I also had like a blood clot in my um, subclavian vein. Like, why am I why am I experiencing these things? Or why is it when I go on holiday, I'm feeling so stressed and I can't just sit still. But when I'm coming back home, I feel more relaxed. It's like, why is that?
0: Yeah,
1: okay. And then from like moments like that in my life I just asked the question and as scary as it was at the start to dig a little deeper it just led me to being like just questioning yeah why do I do the things I do and like why do I feel like this why do I feel like I can't go and sit at a park or at a beach and just sit still for two minutes like that that for me is like how could you be how could you be truly happy if you're in a constant state of fight or fight or stress? And I think that for me was the biggest thing where I, I think I was just more in survival. I think I was just more in survival mode, which again, you don't, you don't have to, we don't have to go into the whole why that was and what reasons were, but like it was just through the different stages of my life where I just, these key moments has come to me and then I just, really just dive into it and explored it, that would be probably the biggest thing as to like how I kind of went into it. And then I was it's just like, just sitting with that. And I think that was the best thing I ever did was like just a little history of like, I was someone who would chronically probably feel stressed a lot. Yeah. And someone who would work a lot, like constantly to the point of like, if I wasn't working, I felt like I was wasting time. Yeah And like looking at that now, we're going to talk about what brings you happiness. It's like, well, if I only can work and I can't do anything else, how am I going to be truly happy? Like if I go and spend time with someone else, a friend, a partner, a family member, but I feel like I should be working. That's probably not like that, that for me, like I'm probably going to start to question things like that, yeah. you know what I mean it's like why why do I feel like this, and why do I feel this overwhelming fear to have to always be doing something, like I'm wasting time if I'm not doing work like what am i what am I chasing
0: how How did you differentiate in that questioning process then? what was an optimal amount to work, what was being lazy and then what was too much? Because if you're someone who's gone from working heaps and then that feeling comfortable at that time till you started questioning it and then realizing, fuck, why am I working heaps and then changing it? How did you then differentiate the balance of, okay, this is optimal and I'm happy with this compared to, fuck, this is still a little bit too much and this is still a little bit this is too little, sorry.
1: Yeah. I think for me it was the drive because I could easily say, Well, work is bad because it's making me feel like this. Well, it's not the the job or the work. And in saying all this, like I love love my job and it's probably it goes without saying. <laughs> it probably it probably it probably didn't help that I actually enjoyed doing what I was doing. Yeah. But for me it was it, it always comes back to the why. Like a lot of people the, dr- the driving factor for me was probably insecurity or inadequacy of like, I feel like I had to prove myself. And once I kind of dived into that, because I kind of went through like a weird transition where I was kind of like, oh, maybe I shouldn't work as much. So I could go, All right, I'm doing 70 hours a week. Yeah. I'm just going to reduce it to 30. Which would be like, oh, now I'm so stress-free. It's like, but have I addressed the reason why? Yeah, yeah. Which is the harder thing? And I think like people always ask me like, what are some good things I can do for my health or what are some um, good strategies to make yourself feel better? It's like, well, if you don't know why you're doing those things, that's probably the, the main thing to start with. Like going to the gym could be seen as a positive thing. Agree? Yeah. But what if you're going to the gym because you're super insecure and you have to change your physical appearance because of how you look? You want to change how you look because how you feel on the inside is like, is is that a positive thing? I'm not sure. I would argue maybe not so much because you're just trying to cover up or, or almost like a feeling of lack of like, I've got to be stronger, more muscly. People have to like really pay attention to how I look so I feel good. And that was a thing for me for work to some degree. It works as one example. There's obviously different areas of my life. But like sitting with that and then asking, then all of a sudden it's like work isn't a thing I have to do to feel good about myself. It's a thing I do because I want to help people and I can express myself and I can just do my work because it's something I enjoy doing, not because I have to make money, I have to show people that I'm good at my job. It's, a, it's, it's just almost like a much nicer feeling going in with that. And then all of a sudden, it's like, once I've, I've dealt with that, then it's like, well, how many hours would you like to work? What other things do you enjoy doing? Because now I don't feel like this overwhelming oh, I can't even spend time with my mates. I can't even spend time with a partner. I can't even do these other things because I feel feel like shit if I do them. Yeah. Like I'm constantly thinking, oh, I should be, I'm wasting time here. I should be doing something productive. And that's exa- that's exhausting. That's exhausting after a while. And that's when it comes back to what I was talking about is like life will then present you with things to say, hey, you're probably doing a bit too much, Luke. Like, this is just a little warning sign to let you know. And that comes through things of my health, how I felt physically, mentally, all those type of things. That was that was the warning sign. People think, like, triggers, for example, are a bad thing. But it's like, they're a gift if you look into, well, why am I actually feeling this way? And taking that opportunity to learn more about yourself. And that's not an easy process. And not many people maybe... I've done that. Some people might be at different stages, which is hard. But I just, I just like starting with, well, why? Why am I feeling this? That's where I start.
0: Yeah, there was one part in that I really fucked with, and it's linked back to another episode that I've had, and it was the, it's a similar um, aspect that real change needs real change. So for things to change long term, so you mentioned the gym can be positive. Mm -hmm. but it also could be negative pending the reason you're going. So, until you tackle that potential reason head on, no amount of going to the gym will change the reason you're going initially. So, if you're going because, you know, you feel a lack within yourself and that lack is more than just an external, but by changing your external, it fulfills it temporarily, Mm -hmm. you're going to be forever chasing changing your external because internally you haven't tackled what needs to be changed. And that's like a lot of people who come to me who do coaching, there's two pathways you can do it. There's one pathway where you can do a surface level, something fucking incredible, a huge change, big difference, whether it's strength, body fat and all of those. That's why challenges can be so successful because it's a surface level change. Mm -hmm. But working with people on a deeper level, I always mention that, there's real change that needs to happen. If you're in a position you're not happy with, it's not because of X and Y. It's something's gotten you to that position. And until you tackle that specific thing, things aren't going to change. Mm-hmm. So then you say, you ask yourself the question, why? And then you start to think about things How do you then prioritize what's most important to tackle first? So you might be like, oh, I work so much. Why? And that might then be, you know, in the hierarchy of if we knew, if we had the ability to visually see it, the fourth thing that would be beneficial to tackle Mm -hmm. compared to then you might, you know, when you're on your own, feel lonely for a certain reason. And that could be the number one thing that then on flows into so many other things. Yeah. How do you prioritize what to question first?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I like that. One thing I was going to say, actually, when you started talking, I was like, the problem with addiction is it almost works. So the thing with like society is like exercise is seen as this important thing and it's very good, but it's like, you still have to keep doing more. I have to look bigger. The thing with food, it's like, that could be an addiction, alcohol, drugs, whatever it may be. It almost works but it doesn't actually fix the underlying thing. So, you just need more and more. Does that make sense? Yeah, so it's like, I, fucking, yeah. I just need yeah. more work. Yeah. I just need to look bigger. And then like, you need more of it to, to keep feeling that, but it never actually works. Yeah. So, yeah, to answer, to answer your, your second question was why- How do you prioritize
0: what needs to be questioned first?
1: Yeah. So, like in my head, and again, this is- I, I, when I say these things, it's not like I'm the, I'm the expert on this, but this is just what's worked for me. Personal experience, for sure. The, fir- like the first step for me has always been awareness. So, you have to have awareness of what you're doing to see any change. So, a lot of people are doing these things in their life and there's no level of awareness or so they're not actually sure why they're doing it. And that's why there's never any, especially with my coaching process, no judgment towards people because most of us are just doing the best we can. Like, at the end of the day, we're just doing the best we can with the level of awareness that we have. So once we kind of address that, like we have to be aware of what we're doing because if we do not aware, there has to be compassion, right? Yeah. Then there's like that level of awareness that we've got. But the thing for me, it's like, well, if I was working all the time in this constant state, how could I potentially have awareness if I didn't have a moment to stop? So if I could offer any advice to anyone... Just allow a little bit of time just to slow down and and just sit with things. I think that's a starting point. For I've, me, it worked.
0: Yeah, oh. I back that up so much because I've had that in the past, this, a similar thing to potentially what you did where a lot of my values were based on how hard I was working, mm-hmm. so then when I wasn't working, I was so stressed. But until I, similar to you, started questioning, I was like, if I don't have that time to question things, shit always stays the fucking same. Mm -hmm. So if you're always go, go, go and nonstop and you don't allow like resting, questioning, reflecting and communicating, shit won't change at all. Yeah. How did you though acknowledge that that less time will allow that change? Like for someone who was working heaps, because we still work quite a bit now. Yeah, yeah. um, How did you go, okay, I need to then pull it back a little bit so I can question things? Like where did that level of consciousness just snap out of?
1: Um, I think, like I said before, it is the, it's moments, like the life, life will just present you like with situations where you get an opportunity to either learn from it or see it as a bad thing. for some person, it could be a heart attack. Yeah. It it could be a, a a life-changing moment like that. Where they're like, oh wow, like I haven't been looking after my body for the last 45 years. And that's hard to come to terms with. But for someone else, it might be a little bit early in the process where it's like, I'm just waking up every day, and I just don't feel good. And or I just feel constantly stressed. For what what it is for me and what other person. It just the the information will just be presented to you, I feel if you're willing to look well it, it for me it just it was there, right and once I kind of like like once those things kind of started unfolding, I had no other choice because I could either keep doing what I was doing and felt the way I felt or I could make a change, right. And for me, it was like I wanted to, I wanted to make a, ja- a change. And for some people, it could, it could be like having a conversation with a friend and then in the conversation, a friend who's hopefully a good one mentioned something and they're like, oh, I didn't know that. It's, it, it's moments like that where you get an opportunity to change, right? Yep. And, and, and that will then come into your awareness. The pattern will keep re- repeating itself until you learn the lesson anyway. I fucking yeah. That's that's the heart, that's the thing. It's like because what we could do, we could go, oh, I'm I felt that. I don't but I don't like that feeling. So what do we do? We suppress, we distract, whatever it may be. And you keep doing that, it's like it'll just keep coming to the surface. And at some point there'll be whether it's a bigger catalyst like event there'll be a point where you're like, I have to change this. And it could be when someone's 18, 25, 40. It could be when they're 60, like, oh, wow, I've lived my whole life like this and I didn't. And I think it has to come from, one, just getting out of like that busy go, go, go because you need the time. You have to have the time. And then once you've you've had that, you're probably more in tune with what's going on, which is why I think that whole – awareness and allowing just moments in your day slash week where you can have moments where you pause and think about things and be like "Uh, why did I get angry that person treated me or why did I react to that was it really my boss that pissed me off or was there something within me like little questions like that is a starting point or even podcasts like this of like maybe one person's listening being like oh yeah why do I do that and and I think I probably should say like the probably next important step is like you have the awareness now, but that can go either way. You have the awareness you judge yourself for and being like, oh, maybe I am just a piece of shit, worthless piece of shit. And that's, that's how I am. Or you can really make sure you're really kind to yourself and speak to yourself like you would probably a friend. And I think that's probably the important part where when we have conversations, like, we have to be very mindful of like, when you go into these things, it's probably not easy, right? And that's yeah, why course. most people don't want to look into them sometimes. And that's why we go to things like distraction or keep busy because then we don't have to deal with it. And that's something definitely I struggle with. I just didn't want to ever deal with things. And the more I worked, the less I had to deal with things. And like, it's just that spiral, but it just kept presenting itself into a point where I was like, and the, the thing is like, sitting here now, there's probably going to be so many things that are going to keep happening uh, and i'm just going to be able to work through it you just get better at it just like a workout you go to the gym the first one's a little bit hard maybe your technique's not good maybe you get a bit sore but after that it does get a little bit easier but of course just making sure there's no there's no judgment around that new level of awareness would probably for me was an important step because i find myself like Beating myself up a little bit. Like, Why am I like this? Why am I doing that? And I think that's an important conversation of just like having that love and acceptance of those parts of yourself. Otherwise, it can really end up in that whole self sabotage mentality where then you maybe do things because you're like, you, you see it a lot with probably clients as well when they're like, you know what? Like, I notice this thing, but I'm just going to suppress it completely and not deal it with it, or Um, I don't want to accept that part of myself or, and then they end up doing the things that people say other times, like I know what I have to do. I just can't do it. It's so common. It's like, these are probably reasons why, but that's probably what worked for me, I would say. But again, it it might not be the case for anyone. It could, it could be having conversations with people. It could be different things, but I think, yeah, I think it just, life will just keep presenting you with the things and the lessons that you need to learn.
0: I, Remember when I was working with a psychologist because when you like working on yourself, it's not easy. No. Working externally on yourself can be easy. So for things like surface level, um, how you look, dress, um, how you present yourself, they can be challenging, but they're still easier than actually working on yourself Mm -hmm. internally. Yeah. Because when you change internally, externally, things can change so much easier And I remember I said to her, I'm just, I wish I never became conscious because it's fucking tiring. Like it's so easy to be oblivious to things Mm -hmm. because the more conscious you become, the more questions you ask and the more questions you ask, the more pathways open up to walk down and discover things a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Another question I want to ask you then is why do you think it came about... At this point in your life? Because how old are you? 28. So you're 28. Kind of a bit old now. Oh, I'm <laughs> telling everyone for everyone who doesn't know. Yeah. Why did it come about at 28? Why not in your teens? Why? Not so much why didn't it? Why do you think it's come about for you to start questioning and exploring these things now?
1: Mm. It's yeah, it's a it's a hard one to answer because I think it just probably in my earlier 20s, I don't know, I think I just, maybe I just wasn't ready for it. Like maybe I just wasn't ready to face those things and just one little thing at a time just started popping up and yeah, just, I just think it just, the other thing would probably be, probably the biggest thing would be, I don't know, I just knew there was something missing within and Like, I don't know, you just, I just felt that. And then it just led me to reading different things or like following different people. And my, like my study would go from reading about biomechanics and movement to like a little bit more psychology based stuff. And then it was like, kind of like, once you get a taste of it, like once you get that feeling when you go in the gym and like you start to make progress and you feel good. It was kind of just like that for me, and I'm like, "Wow, there's this there's, there's so much to this. Like, I know it's not going to be easy, but I think the struggle is what makes it worth it. And and then I don't know. It's, it's like it's just like I just uh, I could once I once I realized this, I just couldn't not go down that path. It's like it, it was more like I had this whole external world focus, and then I was like. There's two like there's two journeys that people can potentially go on. It's like down that external of like money, success, fame, and then there's like this internal world where you can do all this inner work on yourself and trying to improve yourself and become the best version of yourself. And once I uncovered that, I think I was like, I don't know. I felt like over time in my like my mid twenties, it kind of shifted more to that, and. I think I got a taste of more of the stuff that wasn't conf- wasn't as confronting at the start of like, oh, wow, I don't need to feel chronically stressed. But then there was harder things that come up the last couple of years that I put, it was like almost like this progressive overload type of strategy. It's where a good like, fucking way to list it. Yeah. I was like, it's just kind of like, I started with just like probably the ones I didn't really want to face, but I didn't have the awareness yet. I didn't actually know that this is the path this is what was going to happen. I didn't like. I didn't, actually, I didn't actually know that until you just started with one thing and just like progressed into the next. And then it's kind of like in the gym. It's like, well, how did I get here? I'm I'm now squatting 150 kilos. It's like, well, on day one you showed up and you got a bit of a taste for it. And you're like, this is cool. I feel good. I feel strong. It's like that was the kind of experience with me. And then yeah. I, just, I just transitioned to this point where now I'm just like. I can't see another way to live life.
0: Yeah. The level of consciousness you now have potentially would bring too much guilt if you didn't continue down that pathway. Like if, would you say if you were to just stop now, you're too conscious to question what if to not continue then to continue yeah, on working on yourself.
1: Yeah, for me now it's just like so ingrained and so integrated, I could I just I just couldn't imagine my life not doing it. Like I think I think that's yeah, I can't I can't even really imagine without it's like it's so ingrained that I just wanna be the best version of myself and I know that if I wanna do that I have to keep doing the things that they're going to be hard. They're going to be challenging. And I don't know why for me, I just can't see as an option to go back backwards. Like I just, I just, I don't know how to answer. Yeah. 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 I actually can't.
0: I'm fucking proud of you. Like that's really sick. And one thing I want to say to everyone listening, not doing something because it's hard is the biggest, bullshit reason ever some of the hardest things you'll ever do will bring some of the easiest and best things for your future it's that real standard quote of get comfortable with being uncomfortable because if you self choose to be uncomfortable by stepping into self-progression and self-work the self-chosen discomfort can reduce future forced comfort Mm -hmm. So, future forced discomfort. So, if we choose to step into discomfort now, that can reduce the discomfort we're forced into Mm -hmm. in the future because of not doing the work now. Yeah. Now, I love the example you gave of like the progressive overload because one thing I always teach... The people I work with within GLC, like the the clients I work with one-to-one, is a thought becomes a chore, becomes a choice then done, becomes something then repeated, which then becomes a habit, which then becomes a non-negotiable, and then it becomes who you are. Mm Mm-hmm. So we all run a similar and the same system. That's why sometimes when people start working on themselves, I just have my fingers crossed going, please just see it through. Just stick to it because the hardest part is the first part. When you're working hard on something and you might not see direct change, like I'm sure the things you're tackling now are harder than the things you tackled initially, but because you saw what came from the initial things, you're not going to avoid it just because it's fucking hard. Mm -hmm. And that's why I always with those new people or people I see or one-on-ones, I'm like, I hope you just stick longer than let's say a four or six week period because that's the hardest fucking part. You're doing things for a minimal return. It's what comes after the good returns, but it's hard to stay long enough to see that. Mm -hmm. So, Different question then I want to ask you is if those things in the past which you know made you happy then, what makes you most happy now and why?
1: Yeah, okay. Good question. Um, What made me happy then? I think to some degree I was more in that survival mode constantly like i did always feel that so i'd go to things probably that had more of a pleasure like it felt good in the moment so i would go out drink party That, that would feel that would feel fun for a bit and i'd do that quite a bit um yeah it's like a little bit sad but like I would literally just work to some degree, like, and now it's, like, changed a lot. So, like, just thinking of that time of my life of, like, I would knock back so many things, like, I wouldn't go on family holidays, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go hang out with my mates, I wouldn't, I would always knock back experiences, like, constantly. And it's funny now. It's like they're the things that I love the most. And you like people maybe, I don't know if any of the people follow me, but hopefully they follow me after this podcast. If not, <laughs> I'll put you
0: know your socials in the description.
1: Of, um, course, of course. Like some of the things I share on that is just spending quality time with quality people. It's like that just makes me like so happy and like, that was a once a thing that I would consider a waste of time, which is crazy. Like, because I just couldn't see the importance of spending time with the people around you and having connection with pe- the people around you. Like, I just didn't see that because I was literally just in a state of fight or flight and stress. And now they're some of my favorite things to do. Now I value that so much, where like, I'll go, I'll go to the snow with my mates. I'll go for a, a, a bike ride to catch up with someone. Like, I'm going on holidays soon. Like, I'm so pumped just to spend time with people and, like, my girlfriend. Like, stuff like that that once was considered a waste of time, like, that just, like, makes me super happy. Like, I just love doing stuff. I think, it, I think it's, like, for me now, it's, like, just connecting with people I just had a thought then of like the conversations we've had in the gym, like it's sad not sad to admit this, but I would have conversations with people and I'd be like, Oh, I need to be doing something. Like that's pretty
0: Yo. Like- that's I think sorry to cut you off. I think this is why when we first had a convo, I was like, I just really fuck with you. One, because I look at your Instagram and it's <laughs> so balanced like yeah. it looks so balanced and things being balanced doesn't mean shit's easy there's still stresses of relationships and work and time and all that just cuz you balance things better doesn't mean shit is actually balanced but you just it it looks so balanced and you it just seems like you get so much fulfillment in what you do and to get vulnerable a little bit listening to you about how you used to be without the direct specifics of, you know, going to family events and things are a waste of time, but that's similar to where I'm at now. Like I don't value, sorry, I don't see hanging out with people outside of work as a waste of time, but I am in that very work-focused period where it's, that's my priority. Mm -hmm. Like I prioritize that over a lot of things. And that's why I just loved not even talking to you. It was just listening because you're like- chatting about how you used to be and how things were. And I was like, yo, this fucker back then is similar to where I'm at now. (laughs) And it's exciting because it's looking at you now and it's like, yo, like the fulfillment you have changing your pathway completely just goes to show that the one pathway you're heading on isn't the one you head down for the rest of your life. Like you Mm -hmm. have the opportunity to change shit whenever you want. Mm -hmm. You didn't have to stay stuck to the pathway of stress and overwhelm and burnout you change it to the fulfillment you have now. But yeah, like I just, I admire watching it because it is so fulfilling. Like I'll do huge work weeks, which I love. Like it's yeah. it's my addiction. I'm fucking caught up in it because I love <laughs> it so much. But yeah. I'll also look at you like down at the snow, having done great sessions over the week, training yourself and down at the snow, I'm like, yo, this fuck is living and it's sick to see. Yeah. it's Thanks, It's really sick to see.
1: Yeah. I think it's like, like, some things that would come to mind to people is like this balance of kind of like this, Oh, I have to be doing a little bit of everything. But like, I look at my work now, like I absolutely, I've always loved it. And I just, I love helping people, love coaching people. Like that's just one aspect of my life. But it's like, I didn't, I didn't throw all my eggs in one basket. I just now, yeah, I guess I just, I just enjoy just different things. Like sometimes I just, go walk to the water, go for a swim, and it's, just, like, so peaceful. Like, that, I love that stuff. Like, it's just, like, stuff like that is, like, now I don't feel guilty for doing it. I don't feel like this. Like, And some of the things that I used to do, I'm still doing, but the things that I used to do would be, like, well, i got to sleep, I've got to train, eat good. Like, they're all things I still do, and they're going to fully make me feel good as well, make me feel happy. But I think it's not... It's all more of a like a if I don't do those things, then I feel like shit. So it's almost like a but now it's just like I'm just free to express myself and, and do whatever feels right. And sometimes it might be like I've got to put my head down and put in a bit of work here. But I think I think the intent like I'm I'm making that intention myself. It's yep. like, no, like okay, sweet. All oh, works work. I need. I really need to put my foot down here. Like I need to put all my attention into work, and it might mean a little bit of sacrifice of doing the things that I enjoy doing. But I have the intention now. I'm not being ruled by this underlying fear of some like a insecurity or inadequacy or anything. It's now I'm just free to express myself in any way that I kind of want to. And. I think that's that's a like a nice a nice place to be in now where I don't have to feel guilty for doing different things I can just do the things that I actually enjoy and spend time and with different people and do different activities and try different things and read different books and yeah just just a different different way of living to what I was used to but I'm 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 glad that like I've I've done done that work to get to this point, and the thing with this journey is like it's forever evolving, and like where I am now will probably be different to where I'm in a couple of years. Fucking earth. And what I'm doing now, or in a couple of years, could be completely different. But I think when you just end the day of just kind to people, doing the best you can as a person, trying to be the best version of yourself, like they're all things that I value and that's like how I want to live my life and just spending time to, to chat to people and understand them and get to know them. Like I just enjoy that side of things, that connection now with different people. And it's like, I just value a lot more now. So yeah, like for me, it's just yeah, multiple different things that I'm doing that all just kind of just feel good for what I don't know if that makes sense but
0: of course of course I love that the level of what may have felt entrapping with the rate of work you had to do to change things for you has now allowed you to be so free Mm -hmm. so what you may have looked at at the start when you became conscious of things you not speaking directly for you but there for, for as a general there can be that idea of fuck that, yo, that's too much work. But (laughs) not being trapped by the rate of work ahead and having stuck to it and done it has allowed you to be so free now. And that's what I really like. And I see that with people I work with one-to-one. They make that decision of, yo, I know there's a long-ass road ahead, but if I walk it long enough, it's just going to be so freeing at the end. You're no longer going to be entrapped by insecurity from the weight you hold or insecurity from the lack of strength you have or being held back from your health factors. Mm-hmm. It's, it's that thing of the work is always fucking worth it. Mm-hmm. Always worth it. If there's one thing I can say, if you've been guided along the right path, the work that's ahead of you, no matter how much it is, like no matter how much, whether it's fucking heaps, And heaps and fucking heaps, it is always worth it long-term. Because if you see it through, the rate of change on the other side, it'll just be worth every hour, choice and decision and fucking hard effort that you put in along the way, which is really sick. There's probably another 10 more questions I could ask you. So... If you guys enjoyed this episode, leave a comment because a part two, I would be so fucking happy to do. Like even just sitting here, there's so many things that were popping through my (laughs) head like, fuck, I want to ask this or damn, that's a good realization or that's a good thing to highlight. But I want to leave it at that because I don't want an episode to be too long to defer you from wanting to watch it because I feel like the value this one brings is fucking solid.
1: Yeah, hopefully.
0: Like, well, even me personally, <laughs> you know, I run this podcast because of the conversation it brings. I'm going to watch this shit back myself. Like I want to re-listen to the things you were saying and what we were chatting about. Um, but yeah, that's episode five. If you're watching on YouTube, I appreciate you for watching, especially the visuals. If you're listening on Spotify, I appreciate you for listening too. I will put Luke's socials down in the bios of both. It's definitely worth having a look, one, for physio rehab-based content, Mm -hmm. but two, just to see a sick motherfucker living a good life, working on himself, definitely from my opinion, Yeah, from my opinion. So I'll leave those in the bios. I appreciate you guys tuning in for another episode and I will see you in the next one. Thanks for coming.
1: Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. (laughs)